to our second episode of the Positive Vibes Only Podcast. Trying to get my, my notes together. So you see from the topic today, um, we got to talk about how to stay positive when you're feeling depressed. Depression is a big thing. And I know when you're feeling low, feeling out of sorts, not happy, feeling unhappy that... It's really hard to draw on being positive because you just feel so downtrodden. You feel like the world is against you. Everything is against you. And it's kind of hard to pull yourself up um, out of it. So I went online and found some information um, because I wanted to give you direct signs of what depression is. Now, um, According to psychology.com, that uh, when you're feeling depressed, you have a hopelessness outlook. And what that means is that you feel, woe is me, nothing's going to happen for me. Why is this always happening to me? Oh my God, this happened again. Or, you know, just feel like you're not going to uh, be able to pull yourself up out of it. And for some people, it's hard to pull yourself up out of it. Um, another sign of depression is your loss of interest in things that used to make you happy. That happens. I used to love going to restaurants. I used to love going to the movies. Now, eh, not so much. That could be a sign of depression. You just don't want to do it anymore. You just want to sit at home not be bothered. You don't take pleasure in certain things. It's really, really, really tough to come up out of, but some people do come out of it. Another sign of depression is um, increased fatigue and sleep problems. So it is a feeling of you're constantly tired, you're constantly exhausted, but when you lay down you're unable to get to sleep. You're unable to fall asleep. And if you do fall asleep, it's a restless sleep. Um, the slightest thing jolts you out. You could have a bad dream or a bad thought in your dream and you're up and now you're up and can't go back to sleep, but you're so tired. Um, 
signs of anxiety. Anxiety is a sign of depression. Constantly anxious about things and worrying about things and oh, I wonder if it's gonna work out. Is it gonna work out for me? Is this gonna happen? This is gonna go through. So that's another sign of um depression. Um I have some other ones here, but I'm not gonna go over all of them, but this one um that I did want to pull out is looking at death. And that that one that one that one hit kind of hard because there are some people that I know that anytime something horrible I won't it will horrible horrible for them I'm not I'm not gonna say it's horrible it's not horrible but horrible for them they just feel like ending it all I don't even want to be here no more I, I want to take my life just know that if you make that decision to take your life you're hurting everybody around you and you're not fixing the situation because it's oh it's going to be there you removing yourself from the equation by death is it's not the way to go I, I please don't if you anybody watching this live or you watching the, the recording after it if you feel that you want to end it all please please message me send me a message on facebook if you have my number text me call me if you feel like you want to end it all, please call me because I, I, I'll talk you out of it. I, I'll do my best to talk you out of it. But taking yourself out, it doesn't hurt you. It hurts your family members, your children if you have them, um, your friends, people who know you. Uh, might even be some coworkers that uh, you may not think um, will miss you, but we would miss you if you were gone. So... The reason I decided to talk about depression today because I did go through uh, about, I want to say a year to six months to a year of being depressed. Didn't care. Didn't want to do anything. I had, it was uh, 2007, 2006 going into 2007. I lost my job. Good job. Good paying job. Banking, rolling. I lived in New York. Um, had an apartment, and I got that apartment when I was 19 going on 20. Uh, they wouldn't rent it to somebody that was 21, but um, my, my social worker at the time, uh, yeah, she finagled some paperwork so that I could get my apartment, and I had my son at the time. Had my own place. They need a car because I live in New York, so trains and buses everywhere every five to ten minutes. I lost my job on some stupid, stupid, stupid things. I, It was a hard lesson, but it was a lesson that needed to be learned. And I learned my lesson. It, it, it kind of hurt because I didn't have anybody to guide me in the ways of working in the corporate world or things you can and cannot do, things you can and cannot say my mouth and well I lost my job after losing my job I lost my apartment very first apartment I lost it and I lost it because even though I lost my job I was still doing like temp agencies and working temp and was still able to uh pay some of the rent but not all of the rent and 
just got backed up and I didn't know where to go, where to turn to. And I used to be very prideful. I didn't want to ask nobody for nothing. Nope, we're going to work this out and we're going to get it done. But um, I went through losing my job, then losing my place. But graciously enough, my pastor at the time in, uh, in Coney Island, he had a home that his parents owned and they were going to allow me to stay there for a moderate, moderate um, rent. So I was able to move in there. Um, some of the guys at the church helped me pack my apartment up and move all of my stuff over to Staten Island to this home. Um, my brother had blessed me with a car, but the car, I, I let it sit there. Um, I think it, it either got told or somebody stole it. I don't know what happened to the car, to be honest. I think if I really think about it, I can remember what happened to the car. But anyway, so I'm sitting in this house and I'm trying to get back on my feet, still dealing with the hurt of losing my job, not being able to find another job. I, after that happened, I think I was unemployed for a year before I left New York. But trying to find a job, couldn't find a job. Temp agencies was only giving me one or two days. That wasn't enough for me to pay the moderate rent that I was paying at the house in Staten Island. And I fell into depression. I would not leave the house. I stayed in the house. The house was dark all the time. I did not have the lights on. Bill collectors calling. You need to pay this bill. We need this money. You need to pay this bill. It, it got so bad to where I did the, the sound of the phone ringing put me into like a, a rage or in some sort of feeling of why? Why me? Why is this happening? And it really, it really hurt. It really hurt. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to eat. Um, I couldn't sleep. Um, I would be on my computer, but I, I didn't want to do anything. And I did feel like I did not want to live. Why? 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 I, nothing's working out for me. I, I lost my job. I, I, it's not that I was being irresponsible, you know, with not paying my bills. I lost my, my place. I was trying. But I didn't have anybody to really talk to about what I was dealing with. I didn't really have anybody that would help me with what I was dealing with. But um, it, it was really, really hard. So going through all of that, living in this house, just me and my son, I made sure he got up. I made sure he bathed and got dressed and I made sure I took him to his school bus and picked him up from his school bus at the time. And, but I was, I really didn't want to go on. I, I really didn't. And the reason why I said I wanted, uh, wanted to pull out looking at death is because death is so finite. It is so final. It is so, there's no recovery. There's no coming back from it. And I know why people have those thoughts because you do feel depressed. You feel like I don't want to be here. Nothing's going right with me. So during that time, um, I got a call from my mom and this segues into my transition to move into Virginia. Uh, 
She said, call your brother in Virginia. I was like, no, he don't, he don't want to talk to me. I don't want to call him. I'm not calling him. Nope. Then I get a call from my brother, my other brother. What are you doing? You need to get up out of this. You need to get out the house. Call your brother and see if you can move down there. And I was like, no, I don't want to move. I, I'm, I'm fine where I am. And it took several calls from my mom and my brother for me to make that call to my brother. So I called my older brother and say, hey, how you doing? Trying to put that fake happiness on it. And the first thing he says to me is like, I was waiting on you to call me. I felt happy and I felt bad at the same time because he must have known that they were calling me and telling me to call him and I'm being my stubborn self and not calling him. So I called him. He said, yo, put your stuff in storage. Hop on the next thing down here to VA. I got you. And that's how I got to Virginia. And it was tough when I first got here because it was culture shock. Yeah, culture shock. I, I was not used to any of it. But I was still feeling depressed. I still didn't want to do anything, didn't want to go anywhere and trying to learn, you know, what I can do. Thankfully, my sister-in-law had gotten me a job working at the airport and was working at the airport and I had applied for so many jobs. I was going to so many interviews and I did one interview for, <clears throat> I guess, city of Newport News. And didn't think nothing of, nothing of it. It was like, okay, whatever. Nobody's calling me. So I guess I'm going to be working that budget for the rest of my life. And <clears throat> I got a call. And I was like, what? Y'all want to hire me? Really? Wow. I didn't know. Didn't think nothing of it. I ain't even pray about it. I would just interview and interview and interview. The funny thing about the interview is when they interviewed me, I looked at the amount they was going to pay me and I stood staring at it like, are you, did, did, this, you sure this is what you want to pay me? I can't, I can't go no higher than that. That's, that's what you want to pay me. And they were like, yeah, well, that's, that's, you know, where we're starting at. I was devastated. Like, how I go from all the way up here, all the way up here, all the way down here for making money. I was like, oh, but I had to start somewhere. And I signed the paper. I said, you know what? I need a job. I need to work on getting me and my son something together. I need to work on getting this together, getting us, getting us together. So I signed it. 13 years later, I'm still there. <laughs> Yay. But what helped me get out of my depression and helped me not feel the woe is me was being around my family. My family, we are, I want to say low grade comics, but we're comical. Anytime we're around, you're guaranteed to laugh until your stomach hurts. So that helped. Um, my mom, my brothers, they all would talk to me and help me like, here, you got to do this key. You got to do that. 
And I was like, eh, nah. But it, it took for them dragging me and pulling me. Like, look, you're going to do this. We taking you whether you want to go or not. We going to kidnap you. We going. And it helped build me up. Helped build me up. Helped build me up on my confidence. Because I really felt like I was, I was nothing. I wasn't going to be nothing. Because how do you go from being the most responsible person in the world to being the most irresponsible person in the world. That was my thinking. And we bounced back. But what I learned to do is stop focusing on what I was doing wrong or what was happening around me that was wrong. What I decided to do was focus on what's right. What is happening? I still have my health. I still have my life. My son is still here with me. Um, we're not sick. We got a roof over our head. We may not have the things that we had back in New York, but we living. You know, we can still eat. I had to focus on the good things that are happening in my life. And I had to draw on my, my support system that I didn't think that I had. And I had a support sister. I I just didn't think because I was so prideful and didn't want to ask for help. Um, it was it was just it was really, really tough. Really, really tough. But um I want to give you some tips. So our weekly challenge for today is some I want to challenge you. Um if you are feeling depressed, if you are feeling anxious, if you're feeling like you don't want to be here, if you're feeling like life is, it's really got you down and it's pulling you down and, you know, everything feels like it's going wrong. The first thing I want you to do is focus on what's going right because your situation could always be worse. It can always be worse. I mean, Think about the worst thing that can happen and it's not happening to you in that moment. Then my second challenge is I'm going to give you three. My second challenge for this week is for you to, um, I know, well, I wrote it down. Let me stop trying to wing it and find your social support network. You have, it's there. You're not an only, even if you're an only child, you have a support network. You have friends, you have coworkers, you have people that check up on you. <coughs> Excuse me. You have your uh, best friend, your family members, your children. If you go to church or synagogue, you have your pastor, rabbi, your imam, if you go to the mosque, but you have your support system and they're there. All you got to do is say, look, I really want to talk. And even if they allow you to ramble, just ramble. Get it out. Get it out. Excuse me. I'm being interrupted. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you. I thought I was going to go this whole time without the little one interrupting me, but he did. Anyway, find your support system. Um, No matter who it is, find that person that is going to help build you up keep you you know uh in a happy mood and you have to make oh, your third thing i'm sorry i'm falling into the third thing but the third thing that you have to do is find your 
happy place. We went over that in the last pod, podcast. Find your happy place. Find that one thing or find three things or however many things that you want to make you happy. Anytime you're feeling low, you're feeling woe is me, think, you know what? I could do this. This is gonna, this is gonna help me. This is gonna bring me up. So think about what's going right. Find your support system. And again, find your happy place because happiness comes from within. No, it don't come from outside things intensify. It, it increases it. But happiness comes from, you have to first make the decision that I want to be happy. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be this positive person. I'm going, I'm, I'm going to love life. I'm going to live life. Even if it's running through a sprinkler that somebody has going on their line and you think it's funny, but you're smiling, you're laughing, that, that cheers you up. Find those things that cheers you up. And really, really please, if you, anybody that's listening to this, please, 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 if you are feeling depressed, if you talk to somebody, if you feel like, if you're feeling suicidal because of what's going on here, please don't take your life because you're hurting more people. It's, it's going to take your pain away, yes, and it's a final blow to what you feel is your pain, but it's going to cause so much more pain to other people. So last but not least, I had um, decided to promote Black businesses once a week. Well, throughout the week. So you'll, during the live, I'll promote your business. And then every uh, every day for the week following today, I'm going to post um, some of your products on my page. So the first person that I am promoting today is my best friend who pushed me to start Positive Vibes. So it's only fitting that she will get our first commercial. So the name of her company is Roddy Skin. And that's R-A-D-H-I Skin. And it's RoddySkin.com if you want to uh, purchase any products. So right now, oh, I'm, it's almost empty. I'm trying to show you the ones that I did not use because the other ones, because it was wet, I uh, the color came off in it. But this is a eucalyptus mint sugar scrub. My favorite. Mm, darling, smells delicious. But this is a eucalyptus mint sugar scrub that I have. And this is a brulee whipped body butter that I have. Mm, smells like coffee. It's delicious. And then I have, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> rose and wine bath soap. Now. I actually use this for my foot soap. I actually use this for my foot soap, but it's really good. Smells great. I've only used a little bit, but it's awesome. But these are a few of her products that she has. Um, and she has her website. So go ahead and check out Support Black Businesses. She has different scrubs. Oh, and she just started doing candles. And they smell great. Everything smells great. I always put in the order of at least $50 with her. Um, I think it's every month or every other month, but um, being that this is my last one, I gotta. She just read up on this. Uh, I gotta get me some more. But that is my promotion for this week. I thank you all for joining in. I thank you all for tuning in. And please don't forget to like, comment, share, 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 share. If you feel that there's somebody you know 
that will benefit from this podcast and help them to continue to be positive, definitely, definitely um, have, have them tune in, send it to them, text it to them, you know, send it to them in a message. But please, please, please take heed to what I'm saying. I, I can only give you information about what I've been through and how I deal with it. So I thank you all for coming. God bless. Good night.